Yo, yo. Yo, man. Welcome to Set the Record Podcast. I'm Malcolm Anthony. My partner in crime, as always, Chicago's very own, Kev Hernandez. Believe that. <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Set the Record Pod. Like the Facebook page, Set the Record Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you. Leave a voicemail on anchor.fm slash Set the record pod and special thanks to Indy Pot News. Also, check out 20 on the town podcast. Yo, so we've had a wonderful week of playoff basketball and we are here to break it down for you today. So, Kev, what's up, brother? Yes, oh man, nothing much, dude. I'm just uh resting today, Sunday, you know, just taking it in, laundry day, hanging out with the family. But um, yesterday, I was out in Sand Springs at the Keystone Dam early. I was up early, man. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. I don't want to get to too much detail just yet, but I'm going to bring it up a little bit later. Believe that. <laughs> How about you? How are you doing? Doing pretty well. Uh, resting as well, man. I had a, I woke up at like 6.30 this morning. I took a, took a nap right before the show here and... Uh... Got my notes all prepped up, and man, I've just been looking forward to the episode, to be honest. A uh, whole lot of playoff basketball, man. Watched the fights this morning as well. Yes, I indeed. I did the same. I caught up. I caught up this afternoon. Um, you know what? I kind of want to just dive right into it. Let's, oh, I kind of want to do a little bit of local love, actually. Let's bring up some local love. All right, man. I'm feeling that. All right, man. So I don't know if you've heard about this, but Oklahoma, we've got a weed stock music festival that's been going on a three day festival, a music festival that's been going on all weekend in Stillwater. And believe it or not, they actually still held the event with this COVID, man. So uh, mm-hmm. shout out to all those people. I hope they, uh, you know, I hope they stayed healthy and, and, and wore their masks out there. And- right. Pretty wow. crazy event, man. I saw some photos from it. it. looked like a fun time, just not something I'd be a part of today uh, right. in, this, in this climate. Not this year, you know. Wait for it. I can be patient for it. This is the first time I'm hearing it. I can wait a little bit longer. But I am in. That sounds so cool. I am worried because Stillwater, they just got in trouble for all those uh, packed bars with no masks. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they, they had this festival, man. They couldn't hold back. They was like, you know what? Uh, you know, I think we need music in this time. I think we need uh, some peace, some love, and and, and music. And and I, I understand that, but uh, yeah, it's just a little crazy to me. But I have you know, a we, solution. I did come up with a solution as you were talking about it, and I love it. Um, those gas masks. Are you guys familiar with? The- <laughs> you know, wear your gloves. Bring your own. You know, stash, enjoy your videos, you know, your, your, I mean, your movie, the music, I mean, but the mask, I think this is the, like, the, this would be perfect. All right. Check it out. All right. Next time. Next time. But um, another thing, you know, I'm really uh, excited for, uh, I've been going to these parks, these social parks, you know, people are still kind of uh, socialized or distant socially, you know, so you yeah. can head to several one of these parks and it's going to be, uh, it's gonna, you're going to have it to yourself. Uh, Tulsa just announced that they're going to be, um, closing a certain park out west uh, one of these Tulsa parks and they're not going to open it until that they modify the zinc dam and a new pedestrian bridge so it's going to be like 28 months from now it's going to be a whole project but that's exciting like uh, holy crap let's get people going out though you know what I mean two years from now people I'm sure people are going to be itching to be walking around skating biking it's a even though Tulsa is not so much a bike friendly town there are trails that are super fun yeah i think in due time you know we we haven't quite developed that part of tulsa yet it's kind of funny um you know the the last thing you know tulsa wants is good roads it is is <laughs> yeah. that's something we're, we're preparing slowly throughout the time here so yes. roads and and good bike paths um so that's definitely in the in the 2025 plan you know i think that's uh that's a Tulsa, Tulsa achievement. You know what I mean? Yes. Another achievement is: Did you hear about the new museum that they just started building uh, on Friday? Uh, it's the Greenwood Rising Museum. It's a new history museum that will cover the 1921 race massacre, also, but also Greenwood before and after. 
It's going to be on the corner of Greenwood and Archer, and they just started breaking ground on it on Friday. Yes, sir. Yeah, I actually was downtown uh, on Friday and, and, and did see that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was working working my day job, man. Yes. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's so exciting. That's uh, I'm just happy that uh, Tulsa is kind of coming up. I, I said it earlier, like I wouldn't want to live in any other uh, city besides Tulsa. You know, yeah, that's what you know. I agree with you there. Elon Musk messed up, man. He chose Austin. I know, I know, I he know. He chose Austin. He's gonna be sweating his nutsack off, wishing he was in Tulsa. Right. <laughs> I know <didn't like> that. <laughs> so look, speaking of people sweating their nutsacks off, James Harden and the Houston Rockets. <laughs> yes, beautiful, beautiful segue. Well just done. lost the game against the Thunder, man. So, what do you think about that four-headed monster we just put on the floor? How about four guys dropping a 20 spot? We need this more and more often. And then, you know what I really love? Um, is CP3. He, he shouldered the blame. He took the blame for the first two games. And he said he's going to come back. And he came back. And he looked so good. All right, well, let's let's talk about we, we haven't been on the air since game, you know, before game one. So let's let's talk about kind of what happened in the series. So, yeah, um, game let's one recap. kind of broke. Mm-hmm. What's up? Oh, let's recap. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, game one, uh, Houston pretty much dominated. It was actually James Harden um, did all the work it felt like in that game. They'd won at 123 to 108 in game one. James Harden dropping 37 points, but the Rockets from the three-point line were 20 of 52, and the Thunder were just a measly 13 of 35. And, and when you're yes. getting outshot like that from the three-point line, uh, odds are you're going to lose. Gonna lose. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, pretty much game one was a James Harden you know, show. Um, he showed us uh, why he's been an MVP uh, candidate over the last three Four years, um, correct. And, yes. and, and, and all right, man, Gallo, you know, dropped the twenty-nine spot on you know for us in game one, and he tried his best to keep us in it, uh, but we couldn't contest really the whole game. What'd you think about yeah. it? Yeah, I, I felt helpless. I felt helpless, and I, you know, what else I thought? I first I thought I saw there was lack of help defense, but then yeah. I noticed that uh, the I, I just remembered it just came back to me. The Rockets are a small, quick team. Every everybody, everything about them is undersized. Like Jeff Green is thriving in this environment. He's just big enough to overpower the little guys, and then just small enough to get past the big guys. It's and he can drain a three. Ah, he's just it's yeah. Uh, watching that first game, I felt so. I just felt so helpless. You know what I mean? It was, yeah, it was just the game. Very annoying to watch James Harden go down the court and just drop another three. He was 6 of 13 from the three-point line. Uh, when he's shooting that close to 50% back there, it's it's a tough game. He's getting yes. to the free throw line uh, an insurmountable amount of time in the series, and it, that's kind of what's annoying as well. But, uh, you know, game one happened. We move on to game two. Houston did beat us again to take a 2-0 lead in the series, 111-98. to And it was kind of the same kind of game. Uh, but this time we slow James Harden down. Um, you know, we get James stuck to a 21-point game, and then the rest of the team shows up and drinks the threes. They, yes. they break an NBA record shooting mm-hmm. 56 threes. Yes. They made 19 of them. I mean, they. it's just – we can't compete with that. SGA dropped 31 for us, but like I said, we can't compete with the team that's dropping eight more threes than us. That's 24 points. Right. Yeah, who just th- and they're just throwing them, just jacking them up there. They they have the weapons for it, which is crazy. It just it, yeah, it, it was again. You just feel bad. You just you just want OKC to just kind of survive, get through the next quarter, get through the next quarter. Then before you realize well, it, you're in the fourth quarter, especially game in game time. in game two, because we had the lead in the fourth quarter. We're like, all right, we're up, we're up by one going into the fourth, and we yeah. take a three point lead in the fourth quarter to start and then they go on a 17-0 run yes with james, with james on the bench <laughs> yeah and then it, i'm like it's oh the, my god it's over <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying and then it's jeff green too 
Jam I was gonna say the same thing. So good. He, you know, he was my favorite player when he was on the Thunder, like when that team, yeah. when it was like Russ, uh, Harden. 2011. Yes, I I said Jeff Green's my favorite player. Like I, I he stabbed <laughs> us in the back. So good. Yes. Jeff oh man. Green, you stabbed us. He scored six. Uh, he got six points on that 17-0 run, and this dude named Daniel House got seven points on the run. And yeah. These guys. I mean, it was so unbelievable. <clears throat> it was terrible to watch. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big look, I, James. I miss him with us, but ever since he's left, he's he's been playing this gimmicky basketball. That's he he gets good freaking. He plays the refs really well. It's really awful. Um, but we move on to game three. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, they look good, dude. Th- you know what happened? The story of the game: Oklahoma City, right? One nineteen, Houston one oh seven in overtime. Let me tell you this. Houston shot 15 of 50 from the three-point line, and we shot 14 of 41. You see the, the parallel there? Is we, yeah. we were shooting the same amount of threes, and we made about the same. So if we could do that, they are neutralized. I mean, James still scored his points. It, it, it's just possible. What, what we can do is neutralize them from the three-point line, man. That's all we need. Yes, exactly, exactly. Or just keep it within the same. Like if they jack one up, we're gonna have to jack one up here soon. But we cannot let them overpower us. And also, they were making uh, some great defensive stops, especially going down the uh, the, the line of it. Oh, and then into oh, should we? Whoa, whoa, let me let's well let's slow down a little bit before I start talking about overtime. But they looked really, really good uh, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, I tell you what, the Thunder put it together. I think we found the recipe. Lou Dort, bro, um, he's not scoring the points, you know, obviously in the series. He's he's racking up a lot of minutes. You know, game one, he wasn't playing for us. He was injured. Uh, game two, he put in, he logged 25 minutes. Um, but all of those minutes are guarding James Harden. Game three, he guarded James for about 36 minutes. He, he slowed James down, you know, and, and he's got the bigger body, you know, because every time we get Schroeder, you see they sh- they switch Schroeder onto James a lot, and it's not working. Um, Lou Dort, man, he's he's slowing James down a lot. He got three blocks in the game. Yeah, um, he's he's playing some tough minutes, and I think he, to be honest, he's he's the reason we won this game. You know, besides Chris Paul's leadership on the floor, I, like his defense on James was really yes, uh, it really, really was something. Yeah, that one-on-one, for sure. Uh, but then also seeing, like, SGA hustle. Chris Paul was making those tough layups down the line, down the stretch there. And then to get into overtime. You know that pass? Yes. Yes, dude. It, oh, my goodness. My goodness. No, he's so slick. And then, um, but no, yeah, overtime. All Oklahoma City. It, uh, yeah. What, what was it? Uh, uh, the Houston Rockets only scored three points in overtime. And the Thunder were like at a, uh, they were double, what was it, like uh, 17, 15? Yeah, 12 0 run to start overtime. Yeah, it was pretty awesome, man. We we kicked their ass. We, you know, you know, Shea hits that three with 14 seconds left to get us ahead. And uh, Daniel House hit that free throw to tie the game to take it to overtime. So we get to overtime and it's a wrap, you know. <laughs> as soon as yeah. overtime started. CP3 was like, yeah, I'm dropping some threes on your forehead right now. Right, yes. <laughs> he just started, he just was all heated up. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Was yeah, it, yeah, that 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 three he put of, uh, over Austin Rivers was rude. Yeah, yeah, the step back. It was That's crazy. Right. Yeah, no, it, it, it I know, I know. They, that play where they were playing at the line, kind of messing around, messing around, and then Dwarf goes in there for the tough layup. The and one make it uh, hit the hits the and one finish one nineteen one oh seven in overtime. D'Antoni was pissed, but hey man, you can get mad all you want. That's that's well, that's thunder at home, okay? <laughs> D'Antoni had to do that. He had to do that to fire up his boys, though, because it, even in the loss, he wants them to fight for something in the next game. So he was gonna try uh, to get ejected one way or the other, and that's what it looked like to me. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You gotta fire up your boys, man. I tell you what, yeah. Jeff Green, he's he's the he's the killer on the other side for us. 
and his length is we we can't we're not we don't have anything to combat that. Darius Baisley, no. I think could could do it, but he's not big enough. Yeah, and then I don't even know if he is the guy to do it. Uh, Jeff Green's a veteran. He's got. I think right, if you that. put somebody specific on him, he'll learn to play his his game. Like he'll still play the way he plays. No, I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I, 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 the journeyman. You know what I mean? He's been through so many teams. So I am happy to see uh, that the Houston Rockets have like a Rodney Hood type on their bench. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you know it was really nice to see us get the win man CP3 um, and these guys the three headed monster uh, the point guards we got Shea and, and Schroeder they showed a, a special leadership out there on the floor and uh, you know as long as uh, Steven Adams you know I'm not sure he's going to play he's got that contusion man um, <laughs> that contusion <laughs> that's one of my favorite words. Yeah, I know. You said it. You said it like that. That's right. <laughs> that's one of my no, favorite words. But no. Yeah. So yeah, they need contusion. Play. Yeah. I hope he does. I don't so, hope yeah. he does play. That'll be fun. I, I look forward to game four. We got that coming Monday. We play in the three o'clock slot. So uh and yeah. another another home game, you know what they call it in the bubble. They got Houston as a three point favorite right now, and I don't know if that's because of Stephen Adams, uh, but I like the lineup we played this last game. So I think we could duplicate um, defensively what we did. I think Chris Paul and these guys are going to find their shot. It'll be we'll we'll be fine. I think we take Game Four as well, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm always I'm super optimistic about these teams uh, about the Thunder. Uh, got you. I, I feel like this is a seven game series, so. We yes, now it's got to. Yes, for sure. Now we have to make it. We have to make it to seven. We can do it. We can do it. If we get to seven, I think the Thunder will pull it off in a crazy underdog upset. Yeah, if 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 they take it to seven, though, they're gonna they're gonna throw Russ back on the floor. You know that, right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's gonna just be another problem. We didn't even risk it. Yeah, I, I put him in. If there's a game six, I'm putting Russ in. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm thinking about putting Russ in right now. Uh, I don't know. I'm yeah, thinking about Tony. I'm like, man, I gotta wrap this shit up. I gotta get. This I wonder. Around. I wonder if he would hurt the Rockets though. Do you know what I mean? Because he plays that maybe, desperate game at the end. Here. Maybe only maybe one game because you might need Russ to feel himself out a little bit because he'd be a little mm-hmm. emotional playing his old squad. Yeah. So you might you might lose one game, but the next game you best believe you know he gonna put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, damn. Well, the Thunder, we have to do it soon. We got to start stringing some wins. So starting tomorrow on Monday, uh, hopefully we're on the right path. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what happens next. There has been some NBA already today, my friend. Dog, I know. I'm telling you. This is pretty pretty eventful. Pretty I know. Eventful. So what do you think? Uh, Let's play basketball. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Let's go into the NBA. Um, let's talk deeper into the playoffs. Boston just put away uh, the 76ers. Uh-oh. 4-0. Yep. It's a sweep. Pull the rug out. Yeah. Just uh, got swept. Uh, so, congratulations to Boston. They're, they're a stacked squad. And uh, they just put... Well, well, also the 76ers didn't have Ben Simmons. Uh, there was no help. Al Horford. Who's Al Horford blocking? The whole thing was tough. It was tough for the 76ers fans to go. I felt so bad for Embiid, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just watching him try so hard out there uh, and lose. (laughs) Yes. It's so sad. I know. I know. But we'll see because of um, the way Boston, Boston advanced. They they face now whoever beat, whoever wins between the Raptors and the Nets, who are three. Uh, the Raptors are three and zero against them. Yeah, well, that's that's gonna be sewed up today as well. But um, that right? <laughs> uh, that'd be great. We're gonna, we're gonna, they're still first round. Would that be? Would they have to wait, or would uh, if the game if the match was already set? Would they still play first round games and then semi? Going into the conference finals, do you know what I mean? Like, would Boston and the Raptors play while there's still first round games going? 
Yeah, yeah. I think that they won't they won't start until Tuesday, but I do Uh-oh. think they'll I think they'll start playing some some of those games. There's not enough time, man. We got to get these games in. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm telling you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough, though. I, you know, Celtics they 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 did put it together. It, it, even <clears throat> I liked in in all the games, it kind of each one of their guys kind of went off. Um, in this last game, Kimball Walker. Uh, in this last game just did his business it kind of felt like Kimball was you know a little hampered by his injury but 8 of 15 on the floor today 32 points and kind of showed out in 36 minutes on the floor so um I like what Kimba you know brings to Boston it's not uh he's not as you know fast as Kyrie and he might not be able to dribble as quickly as Kyrie but he's a, a veteran and he makes the right play you know yes. uh, Kimball Walker is just the perfect fit in Boston, and uh, him and Tatum, and, and Jalen Brown, uh, and with a combination of Marcus Smart, um, just defensively, what he brings on the floor as well. Um, Celtics mm. are somebody to let me somebody mess with here in, in this mm. uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, I'd like to keep it on the Eastern Conference side if you don't mind. Please continue. I love it. Uh, what'd you think of Game One of the Magic and Bucks? That was pretty crazy, right? That was crazy. Series. Yes, that one was crazy because uh, how did that happen? How did the Magic? Well, I know the Magic. It was their defensive schemes that they did on Giannis and the corners at the same time. That was very interesting. I watched the whole video on it because I couldn't believe what happened. But then I'm thinking, if this guy's on YouTube, who's doing this? I think the coaches in Milwaukee also see what happened. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Co- yeah, coach. He, he sees what's going on here. Coach, I think it's Coach Bud, right? Coach. Oh Bud, yeah, Coach, coach Bud, Bud. That's right. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, uh, Nikola Vucevic. He went off in Game One for Orlando, dropping thirty-two point or thirty-five points in the game, and they somewhat neutralized Giannis. I mean, th- mm-hmm. he scored thirty-one, but he, the shooters couldn't make shots. It, it I mean. They shot 14 of 42 from the three-point line. Brooke Lopez going 0 of 4. Bledsoe yes. 1 of 5. I mean, I, and, mm-hmm. and I think with that, uh, Orlando capitalized. I mean, you got a guy special, uh, DJ Augustine and Terrence Ross on the bench over there. Two guys that are elite scorers in the NBA. So Yes. Uh, they, they put it together in game one. But, you know, ever since that, game the bucks kind of have done their business they right. they did what they were supposed to do oh yeah oh yeah Giannis and everybody on there kind of uh uh tightened up the uh loose ends and now they're playing back to their number one defense number one offense in the eastern conference and i arguably arguably the league so uh, no, yeah, the, the eighth seed in Orlando, Orlando, it's gonna be a short trip for y'all. Y'all live in the area, uh, you know, it's not gonna be too bad. You can be, you, you guys can probably stay, you know, just stay in the bubble. You're probably safer in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> just have the rest of the, the vacation, just you know, we're gonna stay yeah. for the finals, yes, yeah, maybe this now. No, so don't bad. put any, you can kind of trinkle some magic into the games, you know, in the seats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, put some fans out there. Happen to the players. We could just throw the Magic Squad in there. We'll use them as free agents. Oh, Terrence Ross coming off the bench for somewhere, <laughs> somewhere like the Mavericks on the yeah, east and west inside. He's got to wear the Magic uniform though. <laughs> All <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, asterisk. Another asterisk. Let's just do it, man. This is a wild time. This is really wild times. Uh, it's pretty wild. And so. It, uh, <laughs> Well, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up uh, another wild kind of a uh, do. You know, it was a duel at the beginning of the bubble, um, and kind of stemmed. And they luckily, you know, are playing each other in the playoffs. Indiana and the Heat. That's T.J. Warren and Jimmy Buckets. You know, the rivalry they had. You know? Yes. Uh, it's yes. really, really something out there. Uh, the Heat have dominated. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it's it's yeah. Miami, Miami runs on Duncan, Dun- Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> like he's been <laughs> balls out. <laughs> yeah, it takes no break, man. Duncan, I was, I was pretty pretty impressed by the kid for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Goran Dragic has been showing out too, though. Man, off the he's all, he's no longer on the bench. Coming off the bench, now he's starting. He got his starting spot back. He deserves it because he's playing really hard at it. Uh, Bam at a uh, Biombo. Biombo. He oh, Bam is Bam at a bio. 
super athletic, crazy, crazy looking uh, player. You know what I mean? Like just his he body, his physique, just of, him. Mm-hmm. Of, a, of a, a more athletic white side. Yeah, because well, white side, like, he's gangly. Right, <laughs> he'd be picking up some, some lanky players though. Yes. Yes, that is true. No, it's it's uh, and then uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. He's been playing nice, consistent basketball. Not a superstar, but he'll make some shots in the fourth quarter if he needs to. He, he'll turn on. He'll turn it on, and uh, Butler will serve you or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll bring your order right on out to you. No, he'll he'll lock you down. That's that's the yeah. fun thing about Jimmy Butler. Um, uh, T.J. Warren. He's you know still. Still kind of doing his thing in the bubble, trying his best. He's not averaging as many points. I think he's averaging like 18 points a game right now. But um, he's still out there trying really hard. Um, Malcolm Brogdon uh, for the Pacers did really well in this last game, but still not enough. You know, the Heat, I think, are going to sweep this series as well. Um, mm-hmm. The the East, is, it seems a little easier. No, I mean, not to, not to talk shit on the East, but the – the top seeds, the you know the squads that mm, have it all together, kind of, and they're just sewing up their game in the first yes. round. You know what I mean? The yes. series is no problem. The Raptors are going to do their thing today. Celtics sewed their games up. Heat will do it tomorrow, and, and the Bucks will do it later this week. I mean, the West is is a little more complicated. Um, what do you think about the West, man? God, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. The uh, West is incredibly more complicated. Uh, interesting enough, uh, real quick about uh, if the, the Milwaukee, if they get their games together here soon, uh, one thing I'm worried about are those, uh, I may digress a little bit, but the storms that are on their way into the Gulf of Mexico, those hurricanes now, I'd be afraid of something, you know, happening on live TV. Like, I'm worried about that. And I'm afraid the Bucks, just because the the way that their schedule is, because they're a little bit behind them, I'm afraid we'll see what happens there. But that's just a quick, just a quick little thought, just to keep you guys, you know, something in mind, just something in mind. But let's go back to the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little kind of freaked everybody out real quick. But no the doubt, we- the Western Conference that is what's going. That's what's crazy out here, dude. It's a wild, wild West. There's a shootout on every. In every game, in every corner, do you know what I mean? Whenever the, well, the West are playing on the court, other teams can feel it. Other teams are watching West games, which is really, really something. But, yeah, the Lakers. Lakers putting it together, looking really good against Portland after dropping that first one. Lakers are looking really solid. Yeah, that first game was, um, it, it was a kind of a tale of, I am faster than you, and I can shoot better than you. Um, you know, Portland came out guns blazing. They were hot in the bubble with Dame, and the Lakers played like shit. I mean, that to be honest, they just kind of defensively didn't have their their wheels under them. Mm-hmm. And in Game Two, you saw them them change it up a bit. Uh, LeBron was. Um, aggressive with his uh his driving anthony davis was a hundred times more aggressive in the game um and and game game one was just a a blip in the series i I still think the series was going to go five games and i wasn't going to really deter from that too much yeah you know i think happened um trailblazers were coming off of that must win elimination game and they came in with that hot mentality the lakers were just like have we been playing? Oh yeah, the C. Okay, yeah, all right. Let's play some playoff games. Do you know what I mean? Like they had the Lakers had to get that one game out of the way. Uh, well, not even that because I mean not even just the, a few players on the Lakers because LeBron James. I think he had a triple double that game. You know he Wait, had game a game one. Yeah, game one. Yeah, he had the a, a triple double that has never happened in NBA history. I believe it was some something crazy like 20, 20 15 points, and 15, fifteen or something. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah 23 points, 16 assists, and 17 rebounds. So mm-hmm. he had a crazy night on the floor. And, and if you look at the, the box score, Anthony Davis looked good, too, at 28 and 11. But he was right. 0 of 5 from 3. And it seemed like every jump shot he took was desperate. He should have put the ball on the floor and drove to the damn basket, which is what he yes. did in game two. Yes. So uh, game two, the Lakers destroyed the Trailblazers, 111 to 88. And they did that because Anthony Davis put the ball on the floor. The whole team seemed to drive the basket more. Um, LeBron, I mean, he didn't make a lot of points. He's, it was only 4 of 11, but most of his shots were on the floor, uh, right yeah. to the basket. So, I mean, 
So it, it is a tale of two tapes for sure. And game three was just all LeBron. He said, I am not old. Y'all call me old one more time. I'm going to drop this bucket on your damn head. And then, uh, and then not even that, like the, uh, he would drive in hard. I, I haven't not seen so many like legit fouls, you know, like everything the Lakers were doing, just r- bum rushing the on offense on fast breaks, the fouls that they would get called. They were, I, I wouldn't argue a single one of them. They earned a lot of the points on the free throw lines. They made them pay. There wasn't any easy points on the other end as well. Defensively, they were looking good. The steals, there was that block that Danny Green got, then Anthony Davis got a block, and then Danny Green got a third block, a second block. Oh, and the six, yeah, the Lakers six eight blocks in the game. It was pretty ridiculous. Yes, uh, and it just looked good. It looked really good, really healthy, uh, bouncing around. Everybody looked really good. Uh, again, this one, this one, I'm, I'm hoping. You know, uh, the Lakers, the way they're looking, I think the Lakers have it all got, you know, they got it together. But, you know, you can never count Orlando or Port, uh, Portlandio. <laughs> you can never count Portland Portland out. <laughs> no, nah, you can't count Dame out. You know, he, he is a special player. And soon I think he'll be, you know, one of two, three players that are the face of the NBA. You know, he he's something special in in. Dame needs one more guy. I, I don't know, man, to to do it. I I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy. They, it seems like when I look at their their starting five, I'm like they got enough to do it. But when I look at the Lakers, I'm like, man, they got AD and LeBron. Though. How you how you mess with that? So it's, it's like so crazy. Uh, Dame and them, they they just say like I said they don't have enough this year. Uh, he he's gonna be special in years to come. But uh, yes, yes. God, it's just, it's just the Lakers are too much. You know, Carmelo's looking good in the series as well. Uh, that he had a special. Him and LeBron both had a showing out in the third quarters, man. Uh, oh, was, I know. Just, yeah, it was like a was, vintage LeBron and and, and Melo. It was, it was yeah. Special. It was so like nostalgic. It felt crazy. It, it felt like a felt like a kid again. Like look at these guys. It I felt forget, like two dudes. I forget these guys. Like they was playing like a little one on one there for a bit. It was just like yeah. what you what you could do, I could do a little better on the floor yes. on the other side. It, it was really fun. So I, the game three was my favorite game to watch. One because it was a little more uh, competitive on both sides. Uh, yes. And 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 the Lakers, like like you've said, they they seem to be putting a little bit of it together. Um, and LeBron uh, doing what he had to do, scoring thirty eight points, twelve rebounds, and almost. Uh, another triple double with eight assists so it just shows that the lakers with two top five guys on the squad uh it's gonna be tough to mess with in, in the western conference but yeah um, I, I, do you have a shocker so far in the western conference maybe uh, uh, yeah sure do you didn't yeah. think it was gonna <laughs> well i'm shocked that denver that denver is down in the series i thought that at least denver would be up or maybe even i don't know if i had them over Utah, but Utah being two, or okay, they're going to the fourth game, right? There, Utah's up two to one in the series. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, uh, Joe Ingles, th- they look really great together. They're they're vibing. They are putting it on the all oh, on the floor. There, they looked really good. I really like the way Utah has been playing. Well, dude, I tell you what, you are not wrong. I think Utah, I mean, the, okay, okay, first off, the Nuggets are lucky they're not down 3-0, okay? So the first game one went to overtime. You Remember, that was a crazy game. Donovan yes. Mitchell went off for 57 freaking points, and Jamal uh, Jamal Murray with the Nuggets had 36. So Jamal had 10 of his 36 in overtime and pretty much was the reason Utah lost the game. Um, right, Right. In overtime, but I tell you what, Donovan Mitchell had that turnover late, late in the ball game. Yeah, that had that yes. happened, Utah wins the game. They were up four at that point. It yes. never happened. So Utah should be. Up it was another. I do another. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely correct. There was another. There was actually two turnovers in that the end of the fourth quarter there that were uh, almost back to back. But yeah, yeah, I forgot about how like how crazy that game was. Absolutely yes. Yeah, uh, so, so I, mean, I thought Denver. I thought when I saw that, I thought, okay, Jamal Murray, you know, hello, my name's Kevin. Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> you know, I'm introducing myself. 
because this guy was amazing. But now it's like, right. uh, now it's like Donovan Mitchell has this crazy hang time. Like if I can just go, if I can just see through his his eyes on a fast break. I just want to know what that looks like. I wouldn't even look at the dunk. I'd look down at my feet. <laughs> you know, watching Donovan Mitchell is like for me right now. Uh, this version of Donovan because he's playing some special basketball. It's like watching uh, like oh oh three oh four Wade. Um, yeah, yeah. But before Wade won the championship, um, that you know, hungry, he, super athletic freak. He was doing everything by himself, man, and he was doing it hard. And then when he got Shaq, oh my god! So like. Yeah. I think what Donovan Mitchell can do, and I think next year he's going to be something special. I think Utah's going to be tough out anyways with Rudy Gobert and these guys. Uh, but they're going to they're gonna knock Denver up out of this piece, man. Denver's trying, but Nikola uh, uh, Jokic, he's not, he's not being as assertive as I anticipated. I think they need to get him the ball a little bit more. He's the reason they move forward, I, I think. Um, I think what Michael, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Jr. doing is, is, is special. Uh, yes. The ball, it's got to run through Jokic, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with you because this kid, uh, Michael Porter Jr., he is popping in the balloon, in the bubble. I mean, he's popping. But Jokic is the reason why you're there. Give him the ball. He let him facilitate. Let him move. All right. So uh, you know, he, he only has three seconds. If he's a paint, he's only got three seconds to make a move. Uh, Help him out. Make some moves. I, I am interested because I, I do like Denver, man. I'm really, really happy to see Denver. I don't know what is it about the Utah Jazz. I think they've hurt the thunder in the past. Uh, their players weren't even all that. I don't know why I do not like you Utah. You have no respect like, for Utah because of what Michael Jordan did to them years and years and years ago. That could be. Yeah. yeah that, that's I'm telling you, me, as a yeah. Bulls fan, that's what happened, man. You subconsciously... <laughs> You don't like Utah. Uh, yes, because John Stockton, I do not. I don't give a shit if he passed the ball. You can pass the ball all you want, man. You loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. I agree. I'm with you, man. Now it's it's pretty impressive though what Donovan and and, and all these guys are doing. Um, and, and with Mike Conley, man, Mike Conley freaking blew up Game Three. What he had seven of eight on the three point line, dropping twenty seven points. Yeah, it was pretty I, crazy. I, that's interesting. I call that the Van Fleet effect. The coming yeah, after you. Yes, when you when you you uh, uh, a player you comes back. Yes, after the wife has a baby, after he becomes a father, there's the you know the Van Fleet effect. We saw it last year. I believe in this. I'm gonna run on this. I think Jazz are gonna make it to the finals. <laughs> I think it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be Jazz and uh, Oklahoma City. <laughs> you know, Jazz are the Lakers. So, something like that, but uh, oh, that, nah, yeah, they, they, look, they look crazy. They look, they really do look really good. And Mike Conley looks really good. He looks back to his old Memphis Grizzly self, and we, I like that. Yeah, you know, um, the series uh, that's going to be the biggest disappointment of the whole playoffs, right? Is going to have to be the Mavericks and the Clippers. Oh, no, you, oh, man, I am rooting so hard for the Mavericks. I'm, the yeah, game's on now. It's pretty disappointing right now. Don't don't watch it. Um, yes. So, <laughs> don't watch it right now. You will cry. So, um, right now, the Mavericks are losing by 21 um, in the middle of the second quarter. If that tells you anything, mm-hmm. the game is over. Um, Luca is playing with an ankle injury, which happened in game one right that stemmed again in two and three and got worse in game three you know uh bring up game one real quick i think the the mavericks got robbed personally oh yeah oh yeah that was absolutely yes uh you you're gonna you're gonna eject the second best player on the mavericks maybe the third or fourth best player on the floor uh from a playoff game that he didn't even deserve either technical No, they weren't even, it was, and everybody knows, you know, uh, the player, the other player that Christoph Porzingis got in with was uh, the Moore, one of the Morris twins. Yep. And they bark a lot, you know, they're, they're always talking out there. So Christoph Porzingis just, you know, just, you yeah. <laughs> yes, Christoph Porzingis just, you know, wasn't going to take it. And, but it wasn't even that big of a deal to eject him. Oh, immediately, you know, took air out of the balloon. 
Yeah, I can see a double foul, but not a double. T- the technical should have never occurred. But you know that that got the Clippers the win in Game One, one eighteen to one ten. And in Game Two, you kind of saw how special Luca and um, Porzingis could be on the floor together. They they did what they had to do. And, it, it didn't seem like the Clippers were really ever in the game. It was 120 to, uh, 127 to 114, and it felt like it was never really that close right. at all. Right. Um, and, and that's what the Mavericks collectively can do. You saw Seth Curry out there just doing his thing. I thought he was special as well. He was yeah. up some, some nice shots. And um, Man, I, I it's really sad because in game four, today's game, you've got – uh, you've got Porzingis sitting out. You've got Luca injured, injured, and right. uh, a depleted squad there in Dallas right now. So uh, inevitably, it's coming down to uh, a destroying match with Kawhi and I mean Zubak. Lou Williams is dropping fourteen on their head off the bench. Um, right, only nine minutes. Back. So Pat, Pat it, Beverly's back in there. Just harassing and hassling. No, it's yeah. it's tough. It is tough. We got the you know uh, Seth. Uh, uh, yeah, Seth Curry is uh, playing. So his brother Steph and his dad Dell are in the virtual fan seats. So that's pretty yeah, fun. It, and that, but yeah, that is cool. I, I, I like that. I one hundred on that. But it, it it sucks because I think Dallas could have won all three of these games. Yes. Well, there's no time now. <laughs> I don't know, man. Luca, yeah. Luca's injuries kind of kind of dropped it all. It's substantial. That is true. Because he's not playing the same way. It looks like he's hobbling. It doesn't yeah. look very good at all. But I do want to see another Boban Mo, Mojanovic interview, man. <laughs> you want to see another one of those? I yeah. love that. I love that. I've never seen anybody do the heart with their whole arms. I've always seen oh. the hands, but that was a whole arm, and that was a giant heart. That was that amazing. Was a big old he heart. Loved, yeah, he, he yeah he loved the the guys that uh inside the NBA on TNT. Amazing. Uh, it, amazing. It was. It was amazing, man. Well, the NBA playoffs have been special, and in today's games, you know, are, are they're gonna be pretty good. It'll be pretty good. The evening games, I, I think. Uh, the Nets will—they're gonna try not to get swept, and and the Nuggets, uh, well, they're gonna attempt to not go down three-one. So, I, yeah. I think the evening games will be more eventful than the Mavericks game. But right, uh, this is gonna be the first game that uh, uh, Nick Nurse is gonna be the uh, now that since he's been announced the coach of the year. Well, yeah, uh, that happened as well. Uh, so I, I personally, you know me, I thought I thought yes. Billy Donovan. Yes, uh, I thought Billy deserved it, man. We had a. 0.2% chance to make the playoffs. Right. I mean, come on. We all knew the Raptors were going to be back in the damn playoffs. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to be honest. I didn't, I mean, we're, we're, we didn't think, I, I, I didn't think the, the Raptors would be a, the two seed. I thought they'd be the four or the five. I, I was thinking like seven or six, you know, somewhere a little lower, just kind yeah. of in there like as they normally do. But back. Billy Donovan got the team who was not supposed to be in the playoffs to the playoffs. And uh, the- I know Chris Paul has a lot to do with that, but I mean, come on, man. I, I didn't think this was even close of a vote. And, right. and Nick Nurse got 90, 90 of the first place votes. I, I was a little I was a little pissed by this. Yeah, no, they're just, they, I don't know what it was. I don't know, because I, I also disagree with that. I, I absolutely. a little shade on us, man. Yeah. No, there's no respect, well, LeBron, man. LeBron did move, um, Four game or three games away from the most playoff wins in NBA history. He's only uh, he's got 158 wins, passing Tim Duncan um, and Derek Fisher's got 161. So watch out, D Fish. Uh, if the Blazers don't beat the Lakers, uh, LeBron's going to beat your record this year. Whoa! And something you might not have known, but pretty impressive. LeBron is third all time in three pointers made in the playoffs. Whoa! Right? I didn't know he yes. had Steph Curry's got four hundred and seventy. Ray Allen three eighty five. LeBron James three seventy five, passing Clay Thompson at number four three seventy four. All right, take that, you splash, brother. You shouldn't have missed so many games. <laughs> <laughs> Screw your ACL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cold blood, Another one. Doug. 
man. Another one for the old man. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, that that is what it is, man. You know what? Um, I I think we we've done a good amount of NBA talk today. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, you, how you feel about stepping into a little football here just for a second? Yeah, let's do some football. Well, man, I actually just wanted to bring up football to uh, to wish well my new head coach, uh, Ron Rivera. Uh, he's battling yes. cancer, man. And I read this and was like, my God, what a strong uh, willed man to one continue um, his career and uh, and forgo the treatment and and. Uh, to do both is is yes. pretty impressive. Not easy. That is not easy. A not easy decision to make. Uh, nothing about it. It's gonna be hard on this family, on the team, and himself. It's gonna be. This is life changing. So um, it's so it's so interesting. It's terrible that that's happening to the Washington football team. It's uh, especially because they're doing. They're, it almost feels like they're on the up and up. Like not this. That's like I don't need to step back. We need to you know step forward. Yeah. So, uh, no. Yeah. Definitely. It's not one best. thing. It is another. If. <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it was the move to Washington that gave him this awful disease. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. But you know, um I probably really was- don't like Dan Snyder. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Oh uh, no. Well yeah, no, I, I just I do wish him all the best. That is tough for the Washington for the Washington football team. Yeah, uh, what- no. One hundred percent. I think no. I I did want to uh, like I said. I just wanted to wish him well. And Jack Jack Del Rio, our defensive coordinator, um, will just have to do uh, a little more head coaching this year um, just to help out. So interim interiming is that a, a to interim? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> He's going to be interiming. Yeah, yeah, which is not his. This is not his first. Uh, not his first rodeo doing that. He's done this before. So I, I think he'll fill that role just fine. Okay, um, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't the move to Washington. Maybe it was Jack Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know what? <laughs> That's cold, man. Hey, I man. You know, you know what? I didn't think of that idea. Yes, dude. Well, you know what? Uh, the those uh, sponsors had pulled their names from the uh, the bills. Well, there was just some like contract disputes, so. The Bills were the stadium didn't have a name for a little bit, but the Bills announced that the team stadium will now be renamed as Bills Stadium. Right? They didn't. They didn't. Even, they didn't. Yeah. That's what they came up with. Come on, man. That's yes. like the Washington I, football team. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say I think I prefer a football team stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you know what they use it for. Yes. This is for football. This yeah. is a football team stadium. Yeah, I, I prefer that. Be identified. That's what FedEx ever pulls, and they no longer want to. Uh, they want to be known out there. They just want to pull a stadium. You can uh, the, the the Washington football team stadium. Well, keep you know that what? in mind. I, I like the sound of something like that. What do you think? What do you think of uh, Med Farm Studios here uh, for us here? We could we could name. Yeah, one of our one of our lovely people. Uh, one of our sponsors says, "Yeah, we can call it the the Med Farm Cave, and it's our studio or something." You know? Yeah, that'd be think? really cool. Yes, I love it. I'm in. All right. Sweet. All right. You know what? On that note, let's hear Med Farm. With alternative plant based and hemp derived wellness products, you can trust Med Farm to be there and help make things well again. Learn more at MedFarmOK.com. All right, bro. All right, bro. So we're back. Yes. You oh, got yeah. the card as well as I did. A little late in the You're game. Good. We kind of waited. Yeah. Yes. I just jumped into the main event, the main card of yesterday's fight uh, of UFC, some UFC fights. So um, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny on this card. It, there were nine fights. Of the nine right. fights, there were six knockouts. Okay. Yes. There was one submission, two decisions, one split, one unanimous. Um, the card was awesome, top to bottom. It, it was felt like crazy. The fastest, fastest card in UFC history. Yeah, it ended so quickly. It was like 7.30. It was like 8 p.m. <laughs> I, I was know. like, man, it wait, was amazing. The, the main event lasted longer than all the other fights combined. 
Right. That's what it felt like, especially well with uh, with Daniel Rodriguez fighting Dwight Grant. Uh, Grant got gassed out, even though he had, he had Daniel in trouble. He gassed out, just throwing a bunch of wild punches. And Daniel rallied back and just put him out in the first round. That was yeah. Shannon Dobson. What's that? Yeah, Shannon. Uh, yeah, just real quick, real quick. Yeah, no, I was agreeing with you. I, I thought what what Dwight he gassed out, man. I was like, oh man, idiot. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, he blew his load, man. But then <laughs> Shannon Dobson, <laughs> Shannon Dobson, uh, uh, taking it into the second round to put away Maria Maria Agapova. That yeah, was Agapova. crazy. What a what a crazy last name. Yeah, she. Uh... She gassed out as well. I thought that was really disappointing. She looked so good in the first round, and then uh, she, yeah, she ran out, ran out of steam, man. Right, and then the co-main event, and I didn't know because that Ovin St. Pugh and Alzone, Alfonso, Alfonso Manfield, their um, their fight was actually canceled because Ovin St. Pugh tested positive for COVID nineteen. Got the damn COVID. So, got the Rona. Yeah. Yes, got the Rona. So, yeah, no, couldn't risk it. Can't risk it. So, this Marcin Pornochi or Ponchinio versus Mike Rodriguez. Dude, Mike Rodriguez's clinch game was so strong. That Muay Thai right. clinch he did, that was crazy. He put down this Polish fighter so quick in the first round. Well, it was in the middle of the middle, middle of the first round. Yeah, he had those knee. He had some solid knees to the body, and then he put the elbows together. And I was yeah. like, "Those elbows look so slow," but he was dropping them so methodically, just landing them flush. And then when he dropped them, the two punches that he threw landed on the button. It was oh, a God, good stop was- by Steve. Um, um, Maz, you're one of those Steve guys. <laughs> one of those Steve referees. <laughs> you know, you're one of those Steve brothers. Yeah, yeah. No you know. doubt, man. It, it was, that was, I thought that fight was uh, probably one of my favorites on the card. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'll go with that one. That was probably my favorite on the card. Besides yeah. Frankie pulling off the upset. Um, I know. Underdogs. A lot of underdogs went on the in this card. There, which is there really was an underdog. I got I got more news on that underdog here in the oh, okay. oddball. Uh, but, oh, right on. Ha uh, um, But yeah, man, Frankie Edgar, I thought it was special him putting that fight together because everyone thought Pedro was going to win this fight in handily um, because he, he was fifth rank in the bantamweight division. And, and Frankie's not that he's old and washed, but just, he's always he's a savvy veteran. And, and they thought Pedro was going to walk all over him. Um, he landed more shots. Sure. But, uh, man, Edgar, he landed the more powerful shots. He, he had way more control. He took him down. Um, right. And he bloodied him up. I'll tell you that. Yes. Pedro looked good in the third and fourth rounds. But uh, Frankie Edgar, he really looked really good in the first round, really good in the second round. And then in the championship rounds, he showed you what Frankie Edgar does. He has spent the most time in the uh, octagon. I think it's like five or six hours in the octagon in total time. That's crazy. You know, he, it's insane. He, that's a part-time job <laughs> in the acting. <laughs> yeah, he, he he put it together, and he was boxing really well. His boxing looked really good in this fight. Um, I, I look forward to see if they'll actually give him a chance at the bantamweight championship. That would be nice. Um, that's what he wants, and I'd love to see him fight for it. So we'll mm. see how that goes down here in the upcoming weeks. Um, yeah, the UFC card, it was nice. We've got some events coming up soon you know um next week even uh anthony smith is on the card robbie, robbie lawler, lawler versus neil magny yeah ian kutalaba yeah. hannah cyphers again she just can't get enough <laughs> and yeah, then uh like Alex fight, dude she looks good too it's just that she has not been winning i think she just wants to get a w and under the uh in the apex there because she didn't go to yeah. fight Ireland, but she keeps fighting at the apex I think uh, Christina Aguilera's brother Christian is fighting. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be no, fun. No. I, I am excited to see it. these. And all, again, all these fights are gonna be in ESPN Plus, so uh, that that'll be fun, fun card, fun card to see, uh, fun card to check out for sure. A hundred percent. Well, you know what? I spoke of the oddball. Let's talk about it. So Maria Agapova, right? Right. She, she fought Shannon Dobson, and that was the 
biggest upset in UFC history. I don't know if you know this. Oh, uh, uh, maybe a little bit. I don't know if I heard this one specifically, but I, so, I knew about the underdogs. Yes, please. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. So basically what had happened was, so Holly, <laughs> Ho- Holly Holm, remember when she beat Ronda Rousey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, so, when she landed that kick as she was coming back kick. from that spin. <laughs> Man, crazy. Landed on her butt and looked dumb. And then landed so, Oh, my goodness, yes. Holly Holm was a plus 700 underdog in that fight, okay? So if that tells you anything, at the time, a plus 700 is a big bet, right? You win a right. lot of money if you... So in this case, Shanna Dobson was a a, a plus eight hundred underdog, and uh, uh, Gapova was a minus fourteen hundred favorite Whoa. in the fight. So right. she this literally was the biggest upset in UFC flyweight division's history. Ooh, so uh, <laughs> by the numbers, this guy <laughs> had bet. $25,000 that Agapova was going to win the fight. And on that bet, he would have only won a measly $1,700, right? On his $25,000 bet. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, not a lot. And he lost $25,000 because he chose the wrong fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he put he put twenty five yeah. grand on Agapova to win the fight. He lost that fight. And he would have only won seventeen hundred bucks had she won. So was it worth the bet, anyways? I don't know. Definitely fucking not. But unless you think it's a lock, it's a lock. You know how sometimes he people thought get it was the a lock. Yes, that's that's he, all it is. He saw the he saw the odds and was like, "There's no way this chick is gonna win." And, and, yeah. and, and well, underdog Shannon Dobson, I'll tell you that. I'm, I know. As soon as he saw that, his eyes almost popped out of his eye sockets you know and he was like okay i know something you don't know <laughs> no wow yeah, she, she also got a uh, dobson got a fight of the night bonus as well so oh all right or perform- yeah, perform- performance of the night so yeah yeah that's a bonus i'll take a bonus all day no nice yeah i love the ufc i love what they're doing i love what they're doing i love what they're doing putting it all together man excellent oddball i have something coming at you and you can guess exactly where it's coming from Florida. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, I knew it. I, I, sorry, I was waiting for you. I was like, man, uh, uh, another story from Florida. I can't believe Florida's always got something, man. If it ain't, if it ain't the bubble, it's something else. I know, I know. People are just bored out there or something. Well, they uh, police say, uh, uh, Clearwater police say a uh, certain gentleman, or I don't want to say his name, walked into a Speedway gas station uh, around 2 a.m. last week. And while the clerk was busy, you know, a little bit of distracted, this guy just reached over the counter and stole different scratch-off lottery tickets, right? And then dipped, took off running. That's the only reason why the clerk even noticed is because he heard somebody running and then checked to see what happened and realized that, you know, somebody had stolen the tickets. So this guy, apparently he didn't waste any time to see if there was any winners because one ticket actually offered a $30 prize. And he went back to that Speedway a few hours later to cash it in. Oh, man. Yes, dude. The employee recognized him right away. Right away. Uh, just hung hung out with them, told them, oh, they're going to get your money soon. You know, kind of like play the, the waiting game because they had already uh-huh. noticed. And, uh, waiting on the law to show up. Yes, dude. They got him with petty theft and dealing with stolen property. He's, uh, he's on like a $12,000 bond. But dude, yeah. Really not, dude. If you're gonna, oh man, you do not go back to the scene of the crime. Why, why do people do that? Why do people do that? Don't well, do. That. You know what? He. <laughs> That's what happened there. Hindsight is always fifty-fifty. You know, uh, he went back because he was desperate. You know, I, I had a similar situation happen when I worked for uh, the Quick Trips out here. We had somebody steal a roll of of lottery tickets right which does nothing if they're not activated so he has stolen unactivated roll of lottery tickets damn damn 
I wonder what he's in the. I wonder what he did with those. Give him out his gifts on Halloween or Christmas. I mean, to his family. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you win something. You gotta feed like, me. It's just like it, every everybody gets to the store like packs not activated. You're like, what the hell? This was a winner. I won seven hundred dollars. Oh, damn! I'd feel awful. That'd be yeah. terrible. Terrible. No, man. So people, people are so you know some people's kids, man. People are awful. <laughs> I feel you, man. You know what? We're gonna end the show today with a nice jam or flavor. What do you got today, brother? What do you got? I'm jamming. I have been jamming pretty hard. All right. It's time for jam of the week. What you got, bro? I'm jamming at the Keystone Dam, <laughs> dude. It was so amazing out there. I'm not gonna lie to you. Out there in Sand Springs, I was just up there actually for that uh, ancient trail run a few months back. If y'all can remember, I was doing those. Uh, 5Ks. Yep. yep. And, uh, that creek, that, that Keystone Dam, dude, the fishing out there was amazing. I pulled out one of the, the largest catfish I've ever, ever caught. Brought it home. We sliced it up. We you know we cleaned it up and we're going to bread it and throw in some deep, uh, the, like the oil today. Oh, God. Oh, you're killing me, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. But then it wasn't even just that. Uh, there was just so much wildlife. I haven't seen so many different kind of fish in my life, there was just so much activity out there. And then I saw these dorsal fins. Dude, I saw these dorsal fins come up. Two of them, right? You know, back to back. And I look at it and like I run up to it because I'm, I'm off the dam, I'm into like the shore, like on the rocks. And I'm looking at this gnarly looking fish. I thought it was a manatee. It was fat, <laughs> it was a gar. It was so scary. I didn't know what to do with it. I, I took a video of it. Dude, yeah, the video looks scary. Like it's it's clearly there's something in that water. Ah, uh, yeah, dude, it was a mean fish. Yes, the catfish was mean as hell. So like, what the hell's going on with me? This is a this is not my creek. You know, this is what happened. Whoa, no, my catfish in comparison looks cool, and it's my largest catfish. And I and I got I got home with it. And I'm looking at this thing in my cooler, and I'm thinking, I can't feed anything with this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what can do with this thing. I can't even take a picture with it, but I did. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was really fun, dude. It was oh so good out there. Uh, what about you, man? What 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 are you? Are you jamming? Or what you got a flavor? What's up? No, I'm jamming as well right now. Uh, you know what? Logic uh, the other day was, was speaking, um, and he was talking about uh, possibly dropping a mixtape over other people's beats. Right? You know, he's. Yes. He's interested in doing it, but only if, you know, people sign this petition and, and whatever. He said he wants a million signatures before he does this, you know, mixtape of rapping over other people's beats. You know, and it, and it reminded me of the good old days, at least for me. Yes. You know, I remember yes. the, the old days of listening to like Lil Wayne and those those crazy mixtapes where yeah. he was rapping over all those people's stuff. You know, the, 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 the drought threes and the <clears throat> sorry for the weight and the, you know, all those mixed the yes. dedications and all those things. So it just reminded me of all the Wayne mixtapes. And I kind of went back yes. and listened to some of, some of that stuff. And I've just kind of been doing my rap homework here lately, man. I, I listened to a, a dope old album. Uh, I, I don't know if you listened to Paid in Full yet by uh, Eric B and Rakim, but that is a dope album. I listened to that album uh, probably the first time in 10 or 15 years I haven't heard that album. And it's just, just reminds me of the best times in rap. So Absolutely. Uh, I just wanted to shout out to just the some of the guys who have paved the way to what we have now. And man, it's, whoo, I tell you what, straight fire, son, straight fire. Yes, man. Uh, I just like to add a mixtape myself. Oh, actually, two. Uh, J. Cole did one. Uh, uh, can't remember what it's called at the moment, but J. Cole had a mixtape where he was uh, some of the songs, not all of them. But Lupe had Enemy of the State where every Ooh, single Ooh. one of them, do you know what I mean? Like he, uh, oh man, that was amazing. I missed that one. That's a good one too. That's a throwback. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Reach back to that one, dude. <laughs> Pull that one back. Catch that one. <laughs> Bring that one. Reel that one back in. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to uh, uh, marinate on that one this week. Yes, yeah, yeah. Short, short mixtape. Short mixtape. Too short. Wish it was longer. But oh man, excellent, excellent. Now you got me thinking, dude. Now you got my 
uh, I haven't listened to them either. So I'm gonna. Uh, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Excellent. We got some homework this week. Yes, 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 yes. And so does everybody else. Because I want to make sure that they continue, if they haven't already, to tell a friend, share the show, subscribe to us, wherever you listen to, on any platform, wherever you listen to your podcast, be sure to listen to Set the Record. All right? Come on now. I think this would conclude the show. What do you think, right? I think we did really well. I think we had a, a good one. Laid it down. We dropped the mic on him. I, I mean, I think we did everything we had to do. Hey, one last thing. Uh, today is Kobe Bryant's birthday. Um, you know, in in posthumous, you still wish well, uh, my hero and Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, rest in peace. And uh, you know, just had to get yes. that out there. No, oh man, that's an absolutely touching way. I I, I love an ending like that. I'd say we leave it at that. Continue to love each other, love the show. I just reach out to people. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Meditate. Make it go away.